Well, hello everybody. Pastor Bill here with some of my fuzzy friends and newly sanitized toys to welcome you to Christ Journey. As the Christ Journey family here in South Florida, we're glad to greet you wherever you're making your connection with us from around the world and across the nation. And we are praying from our house to your house today, the blessing of God for his children. You know, we, we have a nursery here where we welcome little ones regularly, and especially our grandsons feel the welcome of our love, and we're praying that you will today as well. Now, with that in mind, I want to tell you, last week we closed the series Sacred Space with a mind-blowing truth, right? That God wants to so expand sacred space in you that you grow capacity to be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. What? What, what does that even mean? Filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. <laughs> I don't know that I can even imagine what that means. Infinite God, all the fullness of God. But one thing for sure it means is that New Testament Christianity, follow Jesus Christianity, is so much more than simply a ticket to heaven when you die or a fire insurance policy against hell. The New Testament claims that every person created in the image of God, redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, empowered by his Holy Spirit, is envisioned by God to have an eternal quality of life filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Boom! Somebody dropped the mic. You know, it's like God is making your life sacred space. That was the series. Now, we also learned that progress happens according to a process. Progress is a process. You experience the fullness as you grow through the stages of spiritual development as this fine chart illustrates so well. From a newborn infant up through the stages and ages and stages of life to a full-grown, reproducing, responsible, spiritual adult. Now, if you've ever wondered what is the Christ journey, then the, this chart and this other one, very helpful in uh, outlining what it is. We grow to become a full-grown, reproducing, responsible, spiritual adult. If you've ever wondered what the Christ journey is, this is a good way to think about it. From newborn to full-grown in the Lord. Stages and ages one through 10, which by the way, do not correlate necessarily with any physical age whatsoever, okay? Now, this series, the one that we're just now starting, we're going to unpack the early stages of spiritual development so that we will see how each of us can take the next step or help somebody else do that to the next level of becoming more mature-ish. <laughs> Mature-ish is our series. And if you've ever wondered, how can I grow spiritually? Well, then this series is for you. If you've ever felt stuck or stalled somewhere in your spiritual growth, this teaching is going to be for you. If you've ever wanted to help someone else grow from stage to stage, grace to glory in their spiritual life, then this series is for you. And 
as in physical life, so also in spiritual, it all begins with birth, newborn. It all begins with birth. Jesus said, you must be born of the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. John 3, verse 6. And uh, so Jesus essentially is saying it's one thing to be born physically. It's entirely another thing to, be, to come alive in the spirit. So the question is, are you alive in the spirit? Have you been born in the spirit? Jesus said, you should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. So Jesus wants everybody to come alive with spiritual life. And it all begins with birth. Now, as every parent knows, there's nothing like new life. of those newborns that we just saw are full of the promise of life to become a full-grown specimen of life in their species. Now, for human beings, there's something different. Jesus says that we as humans have the amazing capacity not only to grow physically, but to come spiritually alive and grow spiritually. So when we welcome a newborn baby into our human family, we not only celebrate their physical life, but we're celebrating their spiritual capacity, their potential to grow spiritually as well. And we're celebrating, speaking of celebrating, we're celebrating with Rafa and Coco Bracho today as they welcome their new little guy, I think perhaps the newest newborn at Christ Journey Church. New baby has been called the phase where nobody sleeps, everybody smells, and one mesmerizing baby convinces you, I need you now. And it's pretty much now all the time. But speaking of answered prayers as Rafa was, uh, I wanna thank you 
for the prayers that you have offered from the newborn in our family's life, uh, the preemie that my niece Clancy gave birth to, Theodore John, Teddy. They took him home from the hospital just last week. Here's a shot of them now. There's Morgan, there's Clancy. They've got uh, little Teddy with them as well. Took him home from the hospital. Happy and proud parents. And then, you know, also uh, Teddy, strong, five and a half pounds now. It's like three times how much he weighed at birth but uh, smiling and doing well. Born with all the potential he needs to grow into a maturish adult. You know, every healthy baby is grown with the equipment they need to grow into maturity. When my nephew Teddy was born, it was kind of scary actually. It looked like his skin was bigger than his body. And, and it was, because as a preemie, that was kind of the deal. He had to grow into his own skin. Now. We humans are all born with potentials God wants us to grow into as well. Physically, yes, but also spiritually. And I am so thankful for our family ministry at Christ Journey Church that helps equip us as parents, partners with us as parents and as grandparents so that we can help our children grow through every age and stage of life. There's resources page on uh, online if you want to check that out at our website or you know what you can join the Facebook family ministry group as well for those resources but one of the ministries that I've mentioned before I'm so thankful for is the journey blanket ministry at South Miami Hospital I mean here is uh, Barbara with her team they see that every newborn and every parent of a newborn in the NICU at South Miami Hospital receives a gift blanket that we have prayed over with love for their child in particular. Thank you to that team and thank you to all of our family ministry team for the service that they offer us as well. But you know what, Christ Journey family, if you have welcomed a newborn new life into your family this new year, we wanna celebrate you too. We love you. We are cheering for you. We want you to feel our love and we can't wait for social distancing to be lifted so that we can do it in person. We can be there and ooh and ah over your beautiful little one. And I will never forget uh, those who came when we welcomed our two little girls into this world and were there to bless us as we welcomed them to our home. We wanna see that that blessing continues for you as well. And we will. But when it comes to spiritual development, it also starts with being born. Born of the Spirit into the family of God. Now, actually, the Bible teaches that we are born of the Spirit and that we are also fully adopted into God's family. So his life gives us life, and then his love, he is committed in love to us through spiritual adoption that will never end. So to begin the Christ journey, it really matters most that you know how to be born of the Spirit. Do you? Do you have a spiritual birthday? Boys and girls, you have physical birthdays, right? God wants everybody to have a spiritual birthday as well. Have you been spirit born? How does it happen? Well, life is a mystery itself. Spiritual life is a mystery too. We don't know how God makes it all happen, but we know that it happens to us when we receive his life through Jesus Christ. John chapter three, verses 14 through 16 says that we receive God's life through a simple act of faith. Jesus said that the son was going to be lifted up and on that cross, his death would create an opportunity for God to give us life. 
So in John 3.16, we hear, God so loved the world, you can put your name in there, that he gave his one and only son so that whosoever, put your name in there, believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. We receive God's life by faith, by receiving Jesus Christ. And John chapter one says this, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, who trusted him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Have you trusted Christ for the forgiveness of sins? Have you opened your life and invited the Holy Spirit to come alive in you? Today at the close of this message, Pastor Ryan is going to lead a prayer where you can join him for just that. And I bring Pastor Ryan up because today, He's also team teaching with me. And as the father of three and one new one on the way, we're asking him to speak from experience to help us and see from God's word, how can we help every newborn grow into all God has for them? So, Pastor Ryan, coming to you, buddy. Hey, thanks, Pastor Bill. It seems fitting that you would ask the guy on staff with the most kids to give the first message in our series, Maturish. Do you know, two of my three kids, just a couple of weeks after they were born, started their journeys of faith in the Coral Gables Campus Nursery. And would you also believe that my wife, just a couple of weeks after she was born, started her journey of faith in that very same nursery? It's incredible. The roots go deep in this church. And may I just say here that I can't wait to be with all of you again. I miss you. Every Sunday that goes by, I miss being with you. And I know someday soon we'll all be together. But until that day comes, remember to stay connected, stay clean, and be helpful. And let's continue praying for each other until we meet again. Now, on a typical Sunday morning at each one of our physical campuses, a team of highly trained and background-checked leaders led by our outstanding family ministry team provide care for our smallest and most vulnerable Christ Journey family members. In fact, our Coral Gables Campus Preschool Director, Ginny Estrada, calls these littlest ones baby geniuses because their minds are just so open to the world. From their earliest ages and stages of life, our dedicated caregivers cover our littlest ones in prayer, they sing worship songs to them, and they whisper scripture into their tiny ears. Whether you've been part of this church for decades, like my wife, or you are joining us for the very first time, I wanna welcome you. And I wanna invite you to do community alongside of this wonderful and messy and crazy community called the Christ Journey family. Now specifically in the Reed family, my wife and I are preparing to receive our fourth child. I know, it's crazy. A beautiful baby little girl, sometime in the next month. We welcome your prayers for a healthy baby and a healthy mama. And likewise, at least one other family within the Christ Journey community shares our same due date for a little boy. So make sure to keep them in your prayers, especially amidst COVID-19. Now, over the last many weeks, my wife and I have been preparing our home for baby's arrival. The crib is ready. We've built the swing, the hospital bag is packed, and hopefully by the time you listen to this message, the car seat will be installed. Caring for a newborn requires a lot of attention. With our fourth kid on the way, we mostly know what to expect, emphasis on 
mostly. My wife and I have also come to expect the unexpected, especially with children. But with our first, we literally had no idea what to expect. My wife and I, in fact, we attended this five-week childbirthing class. But come game day, all of that went out the window. We were literally just hanging on for dear life. And at the time, we couldn't comprehend the extent of Hannah's total and complete dependence upon us as parents. Especially in those first months, she needed her mother almost every moment of the day. She relied upon us for her sustenance, her care, her cleaning, her changing, warmth, her hygiene. She relied upon us for, for love. Newborn infants need all of the trappings of abundant life in order to grow into healthy and mature adults. In the same way, newborn Christians require the intentional care of mature parents in the faith to help them grow into spiritual adulthood. Peter, who was one of Jesus' disciples, his lead disciple, in fact, wrote about this very topic in his first letter to the early Christian church, saying this, You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all of your heart. Love is what defines a family, isn't it? And at the moment when you place your trust in Jesus, you are given a new last name as God's son or God's daughter, and you are welcomed into God's family. Like a newborn baby, you've been cleansed from all of your sins and made right by the power of God's spirit alive in you. This happens only by faith. On your own, you can't do anything to earn God's favor. Salvation is a free gift received by faith, which justifies every believer as good and right in the eyes of our Heavenly Father. For Peter, the only image that could really capture the transformative essence of this radical change in a person's life is new birth. Peter wrote, For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living Word of God. Every life born in this finite world will one day face death. That's certain. You and I know this. In fact, death is an indicator that continually reminds us that this world is not the way it ought to be. Go back and read Genesis chapters 1 and 2. Death was not part of God's created order. Death resulted from sin, but the good news is that God has been seeking to redeem us from our sin ever since. And why? Because that's just how much our Heavenly Father loves us. New birth results when God's infinite spirit of love and power takes up residence in our finite lives, cleansing us from the inside out. The Apostle Paul wrote, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. And as a new creation, now you live by a different ethic. You are no longer bound by the old ways and powers of life. For spiritual newborns, this is like seeing the lights for the very first time, and it can feel overwhelming, which led Peter to give some concrete next steps in how to navigate this. He wrote, so get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and unkind speech. These behaviors have no place in the kingdom of God. In the same way that a newborn child goes through stages of growth, so does a newborn believer. A spiritual newborn journeys through stages of faith from childhood into adulthood, starting first with being cleansed 
The Apostle John wrote, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all of our wickedness. Kind of like changing a 31 of these. <laughs> I'll let you use your imagination to fill in the gaps, but some of you may have more experience changing these than others. Uh, but I can tell you that after changing hundreds of these, every single one of them stinks. We need God's Spirit to continually cleanse us from all of the wickedness that builds up in our lives. Spiritual adults are able to rely on God's Spirit for this. But spiritual newborns, they need the presence of mature Jesus followers to help them turn to God whenever they sin. And how do newborns do this? Well, they cry out to their parents. As a newborn Christian believer, do the same. Call out to God and confess your sins to him. Seek wise counsel from others further along than you. God promises to cleanse you. Babies don't earn their cleaning. Parents clean their children because they love them. They can't do it on their own. As newborn Christians, you can't do anything to earn God's cleaning. So don't feel ashamed about being clean or take yourself on a guilt trip. Rather, simply tell God where you fell short and seek his forgiveness. God will be faithful to clean you. Every time I've changed one of my babies, they don't feel ashamed about it. They feel new. God already sees you as right standing in his eyes. So when God cleans you, feel better. All of us fall short and need the merciful love of our Heavenly Father. So stay clean. One of the ways that we stay clean as a Christ Journey community is by doing life together in family. It's one of our values. We need one another in order to help each other live clean lives. New believers need the help of maturish Jesus followers. We're not supposed to make this journey alone. Join a group, get involved. Even amidst COVID-19, there are still many opportunities to participate in the life of the community. So don't do life alone. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the initiator who brought you into new life and the author and perfecter who will one day bring you into eternal life. Stay clean by getting rid of all evil behavior. Stop your old harmful ways. Be done with lying, two-faced living, envy and all harsh words. Instead, consider what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Philippi when he said, fix your thoughts Fix your mind on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. In other words, stay clean. Keep your mind, body, and spirit healthy. Your body is a temple. So care for your body and love yourself in the same way that you've been called to love God and love others. Peter continued saying, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. New birth demands a new kind of nourishment. Peter calls this pure spiritual milk. So stay clean and stay fed. Nourish on the word of God daily. We've heard Pastor Bill say so many times, first light, first thought, seek first the kingdom of God. Truly, the pure spiritual milk of which Peter is speaking is the Bible, period. 
Nothing else substitutes for God's word. A newborn baby needs the nourishment that only a mother's milk or its equivalent can provide. Nothing else meets the standards of what a baby needs. Likewise, no amount of messages or worship songs or books or small groups compare to the pure, wholesome nourishment of God's word. In the Apostle Paul's letter to young Pastor Timothy, he instructed him on scripture saying this, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. God's word instructs and God's word also provides direction. In the book of Psalms, the author wrote, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. God's word is eternal and will stand the test of life's hardships and suffering. Jesus said, heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Jesus' words contain abundant life. Whatever you may or may not possess in this life, God's word nourishes our souls like an unending banquet feast with the choicest cuts at the greatest banquet table. Taste the Lord's kindness and experience his overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love. You are so fully, wholly, and deeply loved by the God of heaven and earth who created you good and calls you by name. So for newborns in the faith and for all of God's people, stay clean, stay fed, and stay loved. We never outgrow needing to stay clean, fed, and loved, do we? Those same needs from birth still exist throughout our whole lives. Peter closed this passage by quoting Psalm 34, 8, which reads this, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Psalm 34 is a love song. In fact, I'm encouraging all of you today to read Psalm 34. Experience God's love given to you in this psalm and then share this psalm with someone else. Share God's love. You know what I find so remarkable about God's love is that no matter how young you are in the faith, ultimately, God's love is meant to be shared. You don't have to be a pastor or even mature in the faith to share God's love. You just need to be mature-ish. Be like a giraffe. Did you know that baby giraffes fall six feet to the ground at the moment when they're born? But within 10 minutes, they have the ability to stand up and walk. And then get this, within 10 hours, they can literally run at full speed alongside of their mother. How remarkable. Be a giraffe Christian. Start running. Don't wait until someone tells you to run. Get up and let's run together. Some of the most on fire Christians that I've ever known in my life had only recently come to faith within days or weeks so kick out the lie in your mind that keeps repeating that you need to be further along than what you are. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and our sisters. Listen, friends, we've been given this love to share, not to keep for ourselves. So let's share it as we seek to stay clean, 
Keep your mind, body, and spirit healthy as we seek to stay fed, nourishing ourselves on every word of God for eternal life. And also, let's seek to stay loved. Can anything separate us from Christ's love? Paul asks. Does it mean God no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, Paul says. Despite all of these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Nothing. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. How familiar does that sound in our lives right now? Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you believe this, then share it. Right now, people are facing true hardship in their lives. And they need the real deal kind of love that Jesus came to offer us. Not the fake junk that only leaves us feeling empty but the real, pure love of Jesus. Now is the time to share it. During this unprecedented season in which we live, people are more open to hear about Jesus than they've been in a long time. It's necessary for us to share God's love to people who are longing for good news in their life. We are good news people, and this is a good news family. So let's invite someone to join us on the Christ journey. Let's help as many people as possible find and follow their Lord and Savior and be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for calling us out of our own sin out of our junk and the muck and mire that so easily entangled our lives and for giving us new life through your Son, Jesus Christ, by the power of your Spirit come alive in us. God, we thank you. We worship you. We praise you. God, help us live courageous lives that seek to stay clean and healthy, that stay fed and nourished on your word, and that seek to stay loved by you and by our Christ journey family. God, we pray that you would help us grow in our faith, keep taking next steps as you seek to lead us on our Christ journey. Father, we love you. We need you. Help us as we make this prayer in the name of your son, Jesus. Now, perhaps today, you're listening in and you're seeking and you want today to be the first day of your new life, of your new birth in Christ Jesus. If so, then would you pray this prayer with me? Heavenly Father, today is my birthday. It is a new day, and I am being made new. And so I am turning from my way, from my sin, 
I'm receiving your forgiveness and my hands are open to follow you for the rest of my life, from now into eternity. God, help nourish me, cleanse me, love me, and give me a vision and a hope that keeps my eyes fixed on you. Today, I'm receiving you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And make this prayer in the name of Christ Jesus, your Son. Amen. Now, perhaps uh, you are one of the mature parents in the faith who need to take a next step to help one of these newborns who just came alive today. If so, I want to offer a special prayer for you. For God to knock us off kilter, to get us out of our comfort zone, and to help bring other newborn Christians into the life of faith. So let me pray this prayer over you in particular. God, as mature adults in the faith, we need your spirit to continue compelling us out of our comfort zone and to see others in the same way that you see them. To see those who are far from you and to help them find their way to you. To see those who are newborn in the spirit and to help grow them up into maturity. God, may your spirit come alive in us and compel us and strengthen us to do this. It may feel overwhelming. It may feel uncomfortable. It may even feel daunting. But God, this is what you call us to do. And so help lead us into a new place where our steps are being taken toward you as we make this prayer in your name.